0: Oh, I forgot I'm already live on Instagram. Okay. What is up guys and welcome to my first live recording of the Boss Life with Bonds on YouTube. Normally this live recording takes place on Facebook or on Instagram, which I still am on Instagram, but I've been wanting to move over here for years, but uh your comfort zone is a son of a bitch, ain't it? So for those of you that are just tuning in on YouTube, this is your first time seeing me, you've never, maybe you just came across this because you're scrolling, maybe you came because of a hashtag, whatever, whatever. My name is Siobhan Bonnie Patterson. Um, I'm a life coach. I'm a light worker. I'm a personal trainer. I'm a business owner. I'm a lot of things. And one of the biggest challenges that I have faced as an entrepreneur um, and just in this adult life is trying to figure out what it means, what feels aligned for me. And as a life coach, that's one of the things that I help people do is find their true calling. But if anybody knows, right? like your therapist and people like that, like they need a therapist too, right? So today what I'm gonna be talking about is the behind the scenes of entrepreneurship, at least from my shoes, from a coach's perspective, from someone that has invested in themselves more times than I can uh, say, and and I'll continue to invest in myself, uh, someone that has seen both sides of the coin, right? Um, Being the coach, being coached, someone that has seen the ups and downs of entrepreneurship. And I just wanna give you a realistic like viewpoint, and not just the sugar coated, uh, the look at me in my my beautiful life, look at me in my perfect life. I want to I want to talk to you guys today about what it's like behind the scenes and what it's like to actually stick this thing out. Um, so let's start with the the most obvious thing, right? The social media dilemma is what I'm going to call it. And if you're an actual creator, right? You're not a coach. You're not anyone trying to sell a product. You are a creator. Social media is meant to be your creative space, right? It feels good to create a piece of content and it resonate with someone or just to get it out of your system. The same way a dancer gets negative energy out of their system, the way an artist gets their pain out onto the canvas, the way a singer alchemizes their pain and puts it into a purpose. Well, for those of us that are creative in spirit and we use social media as the way that we create That is our canvas. For me, it has always been my creative space. If you look at my Instagram or any of the pages, I have like four. I've got my like real, real personal one that I don't even use anymore because it's from when I was Pastor Bonnie and the church lady. Um, That that junk is on there. Um, Then I have Siobhan Bonds, which is the current one that I use right now. It was formerly known as Coach Bonds. And then I have my two business pages, Mind and Body Fit and Mind and Body Co. Clearly, I love creating a variety of different types of content, but I was told, right, when I got stuck into this box of, okay, you're an online coach now, this is what you have to look like, this is what you have to do, right, Um, that my social media was no longer about my creative expression, but now it's about what is gonna get people to wanna follow you, what is gonna wanna get, make people want to buy from you, and that's all you can talk about every day, day in and day out. And truth be told, like, they're right, and, I wonder if anybody else feels the same way as me, that social media, especially Instagram, doesn't feel the same anymore because everyone is on here trying to sell to you, right? It doesn't feel good. Sometimes you just wanna get wisdom from your favorite thought leader. Sometimes you just wanna see your favorite thought leader being a human being. And what I was told when I got into this space is you can't. I I literally got this quote recently from someone. They're they're an entrepreneur. They're an investor, and they were talking about how to scale your business. And they said your social media page is no longer about you. Your social media page is about selling your product and about being you know this person. And he's not wrong. Like. At the end of the day, as the CEO of my brand, everything that is on social media needs to be in alignment with who I am as a CEO of this brand. But I hate being told that I can't have artistic expression because that means people won't wanna buy from me. People won't want my product, my servicer to work with me because they are seeing too much of me. That doesn't even sound aligned with the direction that we're moving in, right? As I just mentioned, for a lot of us, social media doesn't feel the same anymore. You got Facebook and Instagram bombarding people with ads. They've literally cut down the reach of creators that don't pay them to boost their ads. They were starting to pay people to do reels and they had to cut that back because they're like, nah, 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 they need to pay us for people to see their reels. So now social media isn't even about being social on social media, it's about capitalizing on things. And if you've listened to my podcast or listened to my story for the past year, I've been coming down rather gently and, and it's been growing over, over the time about my frustration with capitalism in the coaching space. Now hear me out, okay? I am grateful for capitalism. Capitalism has allowed my black ass to start create a business, get the, the, the apartment I wanted to live in, get the car that I wanted. It has allowed me to reach women all over the world and even men, so I'm not shitting on capitalism. What I am saying is that, damn, like can anything be left sacred? Do we have to turn it into this big cash money-making machine like like every day, like all day long? This is what made me get so disgusted with the coaching industry because coaching is something that is very personal. Like when I'm coaching a client, I'm I'm listening to their goals, I'm listening to their struggles, and we're coming up with specific plans and games of action to help them reach the goals that they want to reach, whether they're a fitness client or whether they're a life coaching client. But what happened when everybody decided that we had to capitalize on Everything is that we took something as sacred and as beautiful and as life-changing and transforming as coaching and turned it into a commodity we, we turned it into a way to scale and make profits really quick And we went from taking our clients people that we know or that we care that we love and that we're here to serve and we turned them into dollar signs One of the things that that grossed me out like I always I never enjoyed lead generation and I couldn't figure out why And the reason is because I I feel like I'm like, I'm not just here to generate leads. Like I'm here to build relationships with people. I'm not just here to generate, like people are not just leads. People are not walking dollar signs to me. They're actual human beings that I love, that I care about, and that I want to interact with. So part of our company culture at Mind and Body Co. is we don't say lead generation anymore. We say um, relationship building. We don't say lead generation anymore. We say outreach. And bear with me for a second, guys. I'm going to go live on TikTok because I totally forgot that I can do this. Um, Episode, what are we at? 168, the truth about entrepreneurship. There we go. Truth about... And this right here, like I love being able to like just be real and not always have to be like performing. Well, everything about me is a performance. I'm extra. Extra okay. Truth about entrepreneurship. Lord help me. Whenever I go live on TikTok, people act a damn fool and they say the worst things ever. So hopefully I'll be able to block them out. All right. Had to take a little breather. I've been flying through. Okay. Welcome TikTok, um, this is Siobhan Bonds and you are live on the Boss Life with Bonds podcast. And I'm talking about the truth behind entrepreneurship, especially those of us that built our business online, on Instagram, on Facebook, and were a part of that, I call it the COVID coach rush, where everybody became a coach overnight. Everybody needed to become six figures overnight. That was fucking crazy. Anyway, so back to the story. Um, in my company, we don't call it lead generation because I don't want to. I don't want to look at people like dollar signs. We call it outreach. We call it we call it relationship building because that's what it's all about is building relationships together. So one of the cool things that I've noticed, right, is that the paradigm is slowly shifting, right? Um, even though we were told if you want to grow your account faster or if you want to grow your business faster, you you have to niche down and you can only talk about one person um that or right, you can only talk about one topic and talk to one person every day all day and I just I was like, that's so boring. That's not giving me my creative space. And and the kind of people that I attract don't want to see me in a box in the same outfit saying the same thing every day. They want to see me living. They want to see how I laugh. They want to see how I love. They want to see how I learn. They want to see me angry in the car driving. They want to see all these things. And so I have stuck true to who I am. And as a result, it made me look like on the outside that I was less successful than other people. Or maybe that's just the way I felt because my TikTok and, and accounts weren't growing quickly because I wasn't talking about the same stuff every single day. Now, I'm not shitting on people that do that. I think it's beautiful and I think it's awesome. But if you are a multifaceted, creative, ADHD-haven person like myself, it can feel very restrictive to have to feel like you have to be in this box. And to, to add on to what I was told, like your, your social media isn't for you, it's for your ideal client. Well, now I'm stressed out because now I'm like, okay, so I have to be this way on this page and I got to be this way on this page. And now as a result, my ass has fucking like four, uh, two TikToks, four Instagrams and like three Facebooks because I've been listening to everything everybody told me. But here's the thing. And this is what's beautiful is I'm literally watching the paradigm shift. I'm watching people who once told me that, no, you have to stick to the same thing. You can't talk about this. You only have to talk about the same things. Um, I'm watching those same people. He used to have picture perfect Instagram feeds. Nothing wrong with that, by the way. I think it's awesome. It's just not, I'm not that person. Um, people that, um, that, that really like stuck to that one niche. Now their feeds look more like mine. Now they've got random memes that have nothing to do with their brand, their color scheme. Oh my gosh, it's not the same. They're showing pictures of them out with their friends, having drinks and just being real humans. And I'm like, what's this? What's this? Nobody wants to see the facade anymore. Nobody wants to be sold into this idea of this fake, the the get ready with me ones. Oh my God. The morning get ready with me. It's one thing to see a creator making their breakfast, but it's another thing to know that you planted your phone up to watch yourself, pretend to get out of the bed so that we can watch you get ready with you. Like I'm not, like it just, it seems so staged to a point where I'm like, I'm not doing this shit. And I stuck to my ground, I stuck to my integrity, I stuck to what I believe to be true and right. And guess what? Now other people are also doing that too. So this is the social media dilemma. That was my first point is that this was meant to be a creative space. Instagram um, has, and, and Facebook have just become fucking vul- like vultures. Like, we're not gonna show people your shit unless you pay us, right? So now all you see is a bunch of ads all day long, and social media isn't even the same anymore. And I wanna tell those creators and people like me that don't wanna play that game, wait it out, okay? You already see that Instagram had to go create a whole nother ass app because they were in such a rush to 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 make reels so freaking popular it burnt us all out. They were in such a rush telling people that they had to post two, three, four, five times a day that people got burnt out. Not only the creators, but the people consuming the content got burnt out of consuming the like like you can't keep up. Nobody wants to read your shit anymore because every other coach, every other person's writing paragraphs and got these long ass reels. And so we had to change the game. Something had to change over time. And I'm so happy that it is. So if you're one of those people that's like me, that's like, I don't wanna play this fucking rat race game. Good, stick it out. You may not be the first, Like you may not be the most uh, lucrative person, um, you know, to to reach a million followers or a million dollars in your business or whatever it is. But I promise you, I promise you that if you can stick it out, it's who lasts. It's not who's the fastest, it's who lasts. And it's the same thing I tell my fitness coaching clients. They get so worked up about not reaching their goals right away. And it's like, boo-boo, the people that lose weight in 10 days, 20 days, they don't keep it off. They're usually looking for another way to lose weight again. So the same thing for my entrepreneurs and people that don't wanna play that fucking reindeer games of, I gotta post 80 times a day and I gotta do this and I can only talk about this and I can't look like I'm a real human. I only have to look like the business owner and I only have to, I gotta look like the expert 24 seven. I can never look like I have any doubt. I can never admit that I don't know the answer to this. Fuck that. Continue to be yourself, continue to show up as yourself because your vibe is what attracts your tribe. And it may take a little bit longer, but it's not who gets there fastest, it's the one that lasts. And the one that lasts is the one that is true to who they are. I'll be dippity damn if I'm out here at switching up. Like I'm watching people now switch up their whole social media content and become more authentic online. And it's like, wow, you could have been doing that the whole fucking time, but you've been showing people that you have to look like this and act like this. and, and it's giving people a false image, a false perception of what it really looks like to be an entrepreneur. Okay, so I'm getting off the social media topic now. I'm gonna take a sip of water. Thank you guys on YouTube who came, because I usually do this on Facebook, uh, but I'm, I'm getting so over Facebook, it's not even funny. Hey, Tiffany. Mm. Okay, the next thing I wanted to talk about, real life entrepreneurship, is this shame that comes from not succeeding. Now, shame is something that comes up. I get this, like, everybody deals with shame. When I went to, I have this phrase. It's called shame keeps you from showing up. And I think back to when I went to church and like, if you messed up, right, you wouldn't show up to church because you felt dirty. If you messed up, you'd avoid people. When my weight loss clients don't feel like they've been good that week, they won't show up to form check. They won't show up to the coaching calls because shame keeps you from showing up. And the same thing I've noticed in the business space with entrepreneurs, like, I used to be a mindset coach in a community of over a thousand online fitness coaches. That did not feel aligned with me and I'll get to that one in a second. So I left to go coach in a smaller community of just female coaches and that also wasn't in alignment. So I left to just focus on my own business. But a common thing that I noticed was that there was this shame that kept people from showing up. Whether, and, and let me explain. So because I have a whole bunch of online fitness coaches who I either helped mentor uh, professionally, like I was their mindset coach, or because we just connected and they're like, hey, you're further along than me, can you give me hints, whatever. I have all these people, all these coaches in the online space that when I reach out to them as a human being, right? I'm not trying to sell them shit, I'm not trying to get them to sign up for my course, I'm just trying to be like, hey girl, how you doing? Haven't seen you online in a while, Are you a human still, What it do, and they don't, First of all, they'll look at it and leave me on red for days, which is fine because you have no obligation to answer people right away. That's bullshit. But what happens is when they finally do get it together and message me back, it's usually something like they start talking about, oh, I love you, Randy. They start talking about stuff like, oh, well, yeah, my business is still going good, but this is not. Yeah, yeah, I'm really working on this. And yeah, 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 I'm switching this in my business. And I can hear them trying to convince me that things are still good in their business when truth is, it's probably not and that's because there's so much shame around not succeeding. And anyone that has worked towards something hard in life, you know that you don't succeed on the first try or the second try usually. You gotta keep going, right? They say you only fail when you stop trying. You're only defeated when you stop trying. And we all have this idea that because of social media and because of Instagram and the way that they hammered it into our heads that you're successful if you have this, you're successful. If your Facebook and your social media look like this, you're successful if your bank account looks like this. Because it's been hammered into people's heads so much, right? People have this shame of not succeeding. So when I ask people, how are you doing? They answer immediately about their business. And like, I don't care about your business. I'm not your, I'm not your, um, I don't know, your accountant. I'm not your business coach. I just want to know how you are, right? But we have such a shame about not succeeding that we have to feel like we got to overcompensate and explain and only focus on our business. And I have to admit, like I fell into this heavy, so heavy, Like, when I first started making five figures in my business a month, I still felt like I was failing. I was embarrassed to tell people that, yeah, I'm making 10K plus months, but I'm also... working in another coach's business and helping her mentor her clients. I'm also working for another coach and helping mentor his clients. I'm also not just doing life coaching, but personal training. Like There was so much shame around not being a five-figure online business coach. And there's so many people that deal with that sort of pressure. And it's because of the way that everyone has been projecting this unrealistic expectation and this unrealistic experience of what it's like to start and 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 continue to build a successful business now I want to sit here with that for just a moment especially here for those of you on TikTok because building your successful business on TikTok is probably I don't want to say easier but like um looks a little different than the, the 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 what am I trying to say the Facebook and Instagram uh rat race that we've all been in but here's the thing once you get from behind this screen Once you get from out of social media la la land, which we've all gotten trapped in, I got trapped in there thanks to COVID. I forgot that life existed outside of my house and these three screens. Once you start talking to real business owners and people that are successful, like not people who made uh, six figures overnight by charging overpriced programs, not everybody's overpriced, but some of these assholes were. Um, No, not those people, but people who have built something from scratch and have um, done the work, knocked down, got back up, done the work, got knocked down, went through the 2008 recession, got knocked over, started back up, went through slow season after slow season, got back up, Pet building, those people... That's who you need to listen to when it comes to building your business, not someone who has a fancy camera, a really good web page because they know how to build it or they have the money to build it, or really good marketing. That's not what makes someone someone that you take advice from. And that's where we got fucked up with entrepreneurship. That's where we got fucked up in our own minds because we started taking advice from anybody who could show up on screen and look confident Anybody who could show up on screen and do well at sales. Anyone that could make their Instagram feed look like, hey, they know what they're talking about. Here's my money. Here's my money. And if you ask this person, hey, um, what happens during the recession? What do I do? How do I rearrange my business? They don't know because they're still learning from their business coaches. A lot of them are literally regurgitating the stuff that they learned from their business coach. And one of the things that irked me the most about that is that I knew I never wanted to just have an online fitness business. I knew that I wanted to build an empire. So when I would ask these people these things, advice about my business, they could only give me you know, the, the box of, of what they had understood. And that's okay. Like, that's cool. But I, what I'm trying to get you guys to understand is that there are people, real business owners in the real world, who can help you, who can mentor you, who can give you real life advice for a fraction of the cost. But the catch is that you won't have a six-figure business in 90 days. (gasps) And that's how most of us got sold into it. Even if you're someone that had a fitness coach, you got sold into this idea that they could transform your life in 90 days for just $2,000. And what that did was it fucked up the whole word coach for a lot of us. So much in fact that I took the word coach out of my name because I didn't want people associating me with one of those people who's going to get on here and tell you, just follow my six steps and everything that was ever wrong in your life, your mindset, your money problems, all this stuff is just going to be wiped away if you just pay me three grand, if you just pay me five grand. And going back to what I said in the beginning, we just got out of hand with it. There's no regulation in the coaching space. So there's nobody to put a cap on it. Like, hey, like the rent, like, you know, we can put rent regulation in like, hey, you can't just keep raising the rent, chill. There's no one to do that in the coaching space. So what happened was you had a whole bunch of opportunists. You had a whole bunch of people who um, figured out how to hack the system, how to get into something like coaching and make money. And they made money and some of them got out. And so I just wanted to. I got distracted because I started looking at the TikTok comments. I forget. Those always throw me the fuck off, so I got to not look at them. But when you are ashamed that you're not succeeding in your business, when you are ashamed that you're not succeeding in certain areas of your life, I want you to remember that success doesn't happen overnight despite what you see on social media. Success does not happen overnight, okay? It takes hard work. It takes failing. It takes getting up. It takes starting over, and it definitely doesn't happen in 90 days. So if you're someone that, whether it was a fitness program, whether it was a business coaching program, whatever it is, and somebody sold you on this idea that they could change your life for a certain amount of money and a certain amount of time because they had three people that did it, because they had two people that did it, this is the back end of it. I have some people that sign up for my life coaching program and do get amazing results in the four months that we work together. And then I have some people that they need to work with me two or three times because they have some deep rooted trauma to work through before we can start trying to build a future. That's normal. The same thing for business, it took me a very long time to work through my limiting beliefs about my ability to be successful, about my ability to charge my worth. I was never good at math. So the idea of running a business just overwhelms me. The numbers, the spreadsheets, the adding, the subtracting, the fees. Oh, I didn't account for that. And so that that mindset always kept me stuck in my business. And so for anyone that feels like you are ashamed because you did a program and it didn't work out in 90 days or in three months, I need you to understand that that's not real life, okay? Real shit, for those of us that are starting from the ground, takes a long time to get successful. So don't be ashamed, okay? The point, I'm on point number two, is the shame of not succeeding. There's no shame in not succeeding. The only shame is that if you have a dream and you don't keep chasing after it, okay? That's all I'm here to remind everybody. All right, the third point that I want to talk about, about real entrepreneurship, the shit that they don't show you uh, behind the scenes at Instagram when they're showing you their vacations and when they're showing you um, all of the best parts of their life. They don't show you all of the crying. They don't show you all the heart attacks. I just got a $350 charge from Shopify out of nowhere. Um, like, and, And I'm like, can I get my money back? And they're like, we don't do that. And I'm like, but you guys fucked up. Stuff like this happens when you own a business. It is stressful as fuck and people don't talk about it. They just show you what's good. Why? So that they can get your money. And I hate that because there are good people out there that really want to help you change your life and really show you the steps. And now because we've had all these assholes hop online and act like gurus, they really tainted the name coach. I'm going to get off of that because I could stay there for forever. But we're moving on to um, point number three, which is the identity trap. The identity trap is where you get so caught up in what you do that you forget who you are. Some of us get so caught up in what we do that we forget who we are. When I was a pastor, when I was going to school for ministry, when I was in the church and I was ministering, everyone knew me as Pastor Bonds. And that was a big chunk of my life. For like my whole 20s, I was Pastor Bonds. And when I left church because of Black Lives Matter, because I'm bisexual, because um, I couldn't stand seeing people be two-faced, because just for so many reasons, I left the church. When I left, it hurt so much. Like I lost not only my community, but I lost my identity because I got so wrapped up. I got wrapped up in who I was, what I did that it became who I was. I was pastoring, I was ministering, but somehow I became to identify myself with only as Pastor Bonnie. So when I walked away from that, it was detrimental because it was like a piece of me had died. Maybe you can relate to that. Maybe you were an athlete in high school or in college and when high school ended or college ended, you didn't know what to do with yourself because you you didn't find out who you were, you just became an expert at what you did. That can be so detrimental, especially when that season of your life is over, right? If you're an athlete, I wanna challenge you to think about who you are outside of your sport. If you're an artist, which is you know kind of, you can really get caught up in this identity of I'm an artist, who are you outside of the art? If you are a mother, this is something that I talk about a lot when it comes to life coaching. If you're a mom, who are you outside of being a mom? Because one day those kids are gonna grow up and then what will you do? You'll be sitting there, you have had, you know, 20 years of not working or living just for your kids, and then you got to start from scratch. And there's no shame in that, but I just want you to keep it top of mind that what you do is not who you are. When I waited tables, I just posted a TikTok this morning about anyone that is stuck at what they consider to be a dead end job or, um, you know, fast food or whatever. Anyone that is stuck in that, um, a permanent ban will pursue if live does not end within five minutes. I wonder what I did. TikTok, some of the comments in this live are filtered to protect the community. What did I do? I wonder why it's going to cut me off in five minutes. Who knows? Okay, so I'll wrap up Instagram in five minutes. If you want to continue to um, like watch this, you can head over to YouTube or you can watch the, um, what's the, it's fake, it's not. But it says it's a notification, it's not real life. Oh, thank you, she's so sweet. Fix your eyelashes, babe. So here's the thing, I love comments like this because I talk a lot about women fixing each other's crowns. I don't think that the message is going to get lost um, because I need to fix my eyelashes, but thank you for joining the conversation. I hope that, Lily, you got the attention that you needed, my love. Um, but when it comes to you becoming who you are, you need to focus more on who you are outside of this season. Because when you're in high school, nothing matters to you. Uh, It's not real. This is going on everywhere. It's a fake notification. Thank you so much. That is the weirdest thing ever. Okay. (sighs) When you're in high school, you can't think past high school. You think everything that's happening in your life is is it. That is the only thing that's happening. When you are in college, right? We, oh my God, the pressure, the pressure to graduate and become successful is so overwhelming, right? Because that's what everybody tells you. You got so much more going for you than just that season. Like your 20s last like this long, guys. I'm 36 years old, my 20s flew by like nobody's business. I challenge you to start thinking about who you are as a person outside of what you do. And what that looks like is, if you were to take away the art, if you were to take away the sports, if you were to take away the music, if you were to take away the makeup, if you were to take away any of these things, who are you? What are your values? What is a a fuck yes for you, and what is a fuck no for you? That is how you figure out who you are outside of what you do. So for years I was Pastor Bonds and my heart broke when I was no longer Pastor Bonds. And then I became Coach Bonds. Then I became the personal trainer Bonds, um, the badass, beast mode, boss ass bitch. Like I'm lifting weights, I'm doing deadlifts, da da da, I got a successful online business making five figures a month. Like I didn't know, I didn't know who I was outside of that. Like it became who I was so much in fact that I couldn't hang out with my regular friends. Oh what, you're not an entrepreneur? You're not about that life, I can't hang out with you. Oh, you're not, you're not pursuing goals? Oh, I can't hang out with you. Oh, you don't lift weights? Oh. Well, I don't, I don't hang out with people like that. Like, I got so consumed in what I do that I forgot who I was. I forgot that I'm a girl that likes to just go out and have fun. And yes, I love beer and tacos. I forgot that, hey, I'm a fucking couch potato, even though I love lifting. I got so consumed in presenting this persona, which is what social media does to us, that I forgot who I was. I got called, okay, after I I, kind of slowed down on fitness coaching, became, oh, she's the mindset coach. She's the mindset coach. And so because I got wrapped up in this identity of being known as the mindset coach, what ended up happening was I, I felt like I couldn't mess up. I felt like I couldn't never have a bad mindset day. I felt like I had to have all of the answers and that if I didn't, then I was a failure. Again, the shame of not succeeding. That was point number two. The truth is, I will never not be any of those things. I will always be Pastor Bonnie. That is something that is ingrained within me. I will always be Coach Bonds because I love lifting and fitness changed my life. I will always be Mindset Coach Bonds because if you come to me with the fuckery and we talk through it, I'm going to put the mirror on you so you can hear how you sound so that you can fix it. I'm always going to be those things. One of the things that we teach in life coaching is that you are all of your ages all of the time. So I'll always be that little girl. I'll always be that teenage girl. I'll always be this the 20 the something year old who, who are all of your stages all the time. The goal is not to just die to your old self. Some people like to do that, that's cool. My goal is not to die to my old self. My goal is to integrate all of her. And so for those of you that are having a hard time, like you're sitting here now, like, oh shit, who am I outside of what I do? I don't want you to just throw away what you do and disassociate yourself from it. I want you to ask yourself, how can I integrate all of the things that I've been through in life to become this fucking amazing human being? Because that's what it's all about: is integrating every season that you've been through to become who you are now, right? Before I move on from point number three, which was the identity trap, right, and getting stuck in this perception of who you, um, what you do versus who you are. <sighs> is that there's this concept for creators and for business owners and even for just regular people where we, we function off of our wounds. I'm going to repeat that. We function or we filter life or we process or we create or we build from the state of our wounds that we have not attended to. Right now I'm running a free self-healing series. It's a video series and it's an email series. So every week you'll get an email from me going over different aspects of healing. And yesterday I did the first video on healing the mother wound. It's particularly for women, but if you're a dude and you wanna sign up for that email list, check my link in bio. Do I have a link in bio on TikTok? I think I do. Check the link in bio and sign up for the self-healing summer series and you'll get some emails from me and I'll walk you through that mother wound. But essentially the mother wound, As much as the daddy wound is a thing for women, like the mother wound is a thing for for people as well. And it looks like this innate feeling of no self-worth because the mother is the one that nurtures you for like the beginning of your life consistently. And when you don't have that, when your mother was emotionally unavailable for you, you end up having this deep rooted sense of lack of self worth and like, who am I? Or always needing love from people because you didn't get that, whether she was a good provider or not. So if you wanna learn more about the mother wound after this live, go to my bio, click the link in bio and um, sign up for the self healing summer series. And I'll send you emails and video training so that you can work through this. But we, as a people, tend to build from our wounds. And my rejection wound was so deep That everything about my business, everything about me being pastor bonds, everything about me being coach bonds, everything about me being mindset coach bonds, everything about me being CEO bonds, everything about my identity was wrapped up in my rejection wound. Everything that I created was in an attempt to heal my wounds that I hadn't processed. It doesn't make me bad, it doesn't make any of us bad. But again, you get to experience life, you filter life through the lens of your wounds. If you have healed those wounds, if you've addressed those wounds, if you're growing, then guess what? Your your life is going to look like someone who has grown through and processed these wounds. If you're someone that is pretending, right? Or you are building, like a lot of the things that I did in my business were to keep people out. Like I, I made it very hard for people to work with me one on one. I was like, no, they got, I got, because I didn't want to deal with the rejection. I so didn't want to get on the call and have someone say no to me. So I put up these walls so that you couldn't just get on the phone with me. You got to go through this. You got to go through that. You got to go through that. So I want you to stop and think about how maybe you have put up certain walls or how you are building your life based off of your wounds. This is real life. And the sad part is that there's so many people out here doing it and we're so unaware, right? We were so unaware that we're doing it that we're hurting so many other people along the way. My whole life purpose is to help wake up as many people and give them the tools that they need so that they can self-heal so that you can pass it on so that, I don't know, I have this crazy idea that we could actually make the world a fucking better place, right? Who is she, okay? So all of this wrapping up is, is me. This is kind of like my declaration to the world, but also to myself that I'm slowly gonna let go of Facebook and Instagram. I'm still gonna post on there because that's my creative space. I'm gonna use those for my creative space. But I guess this is kind of like point number four that I didn't plan on having, which is that your comfort zone will eventually, your un- your comfort zone needs to eventually uh, become a place where you're uncomfortable and vice versa. So. Let's say you're stepping out of your comfort zone to grow your business. You're stepping out of your comfort zone to lose weight. You're stepping out of your comfort zone to be more sociable, whatever it is. If you're someone that wants to keep growing and becoming the best version of yourself, right? You step out of your comfort zone so that you can, um, so that you can grow. But once you do that, guess what? It should eventually at some point get comfortable. It should at some point be something where like you can do it when you sleep. Today at Toastmasters, after being president for a full year, when it's usually only six months, I thought, I was like, nah, I'm doing this junk twice, fuck that, and I won. Um, after doing that for two years, the things about walking in that room that used to scare me don't scare me anymore. Whenever they used to call my name for table topics, my stomach would tense up, I would forget what day it is, I wouldn't know what to say, I would just start incoherently babbling and sit down and be like, what the fuck was that? But now, because I took myself out of my comfort zone every Friday and was there and became the president of the club and got, got out of my comfort zone, I stepped into my zone of discomfort. Now, that has become my comfort zone. Today, I went in there and like, I, like, I did table topics. I was comfortable. I was working the room. Why? Because I had so much practice. And that's my cue. Like, okay, you've mastered this stage. It's time to move on. And some of you are still stuck in seasons. Some of us are stuck in seasons and feeling stagnant because we stepped out of our comfort zone, high five for you, and we stayed there. We were like, okay, well, all right, looks good here. And if you're not someone, like maybe, maybe you don't aspire to become the super best version of yourself. Maybe you just wanna fly below the radar. And if that's you, cool, none of this message is for you. I'm only ever always talking to people that want to become better than they were yesterday. And if that's you, when you notice that something that used to be uncomfortable is now comfortable, that's your cue to keep growing. Not just keep going, but keep growing. And so for me, backing away from Facebook and Instagram, because it's been such a crutch for me for my business, is going to be such a, it, it's me stepping out of my comfort zone, me spending more time on TikTok, me spending time on YouTube. That's me letting go of the crutch because I can post for Instagram and Facebook in my sleep. I haven't mastered TikTok yet. I haven't even begun to get started on YouTube. And for me, that's, that brings a level of excitement and then also a level of, okay, we're still growing. And that's what helps me keep, stay alive. Another way that I'm stepping out of my comfort zone into new territory is that, and this also goes with the shame of not succeeding, right? Business is, like, I still have a business. I still have about 30 clients. Things are are moving. We have our community. But, like, I feel... How will I put this into words? There was so much shame around me not um, being this, like, just insanely like rich coach right now that there was so much shame. And I was like, oh my gosh, this, this is embarrassing and I'm not like these, these, these other people. And, and, and oh my gosh, I'm taking in-person clients again. I'm a failure, right? And if you feel like that, if you're someone that was an online coach or if you're someone that was doing your, your business and because you didn't meet the accolades that other people said you should and now you feel embarrassed to do what you have to do, for you, for your sanity, for your family, I want you to know something like, fuck those people, okay? They don't pay your bills, number one. And then number two, like, you get to do what feels good to you. I'm sitting in this house, right, doing what my business coaches told me to do, only build your business on Instagram, only be on Facebook, and, and don't pay for ads, and don't, don't do this, and don't do that, and don't do this, and, and don't train clients in person, and don't hop on phone calls with clients because that's doing too much. And now I'm sitting here in my house by myself, Day in and day out, because I listened to what they said. I cut off all the people that weren't on my level. And I'm like, well, now where's everyone, right? Yes, they're out there. I'm not going to act like that. There's plenty of people on my level, but I'm just saying, like, I did that. And now here I am alone. I'm in this house day in and day out. So guess what? I'm probably going to go back and work at the gym because I want to, because I miss people. I mean, we started doing retreats in my business. Why? Because I miss interacting with people. After, I may or may not go back and work at the gym. We'll see. But after that, the next step is for me to open my own gym. Why? Because I miss interacting with people and I don't care about not feeling like, about feeling like I failed as an online coach because this is what feels good to me. Being an online coach was a comfort zone and now it's time for me to step out and to do what's next. So my question to you is what's next? Whether you're an entrepreneur or not, what's next for you? What's the next stage of discomfort that you can step into so that you can become the next version of yourself? <sighs> well, guys, that is a wrap. That is a podcast. I want to thank you guys so much. This is my first time streaming live on YouTube, Instagram. Y'all are dope. I love you. Thank you for being here. TikTok, y'all are fucking wild. Y'all say some crazy shit in the comments. Um, but it's been a dream. Uh, it has been a wonderful Friday, and I hope that somebody got something from today. I hope that somebody really... Uh, you know, got the message that they needed to hear. So you know the deal. If you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, screenshot this and share it to your story and tag me at Siobhan Bonds. It's the Gaelic spelling. So it's S-I-O-B-H-A-N-B-O-N-S. Siobhan Bonds. Tag me and I'd love to shout you out. If you're not already following me on YouTube, it's youtube.com slash at Coach Bonds. That's B O N S. If you're not following me on Instagram, it's Siobhan Bonds and the same name on TikTok as well. Hope you guys have an amazing weekend and I will see you again on Monday. Till next time. Bye. And YouTube.